0: Visit
2: Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
3: Well, I got it. Heaven! Oh, why don't you want to get in the
1: bathtub? Uh-huh. Hillary Gump.
0: You and I. This is
1: so good. give from me today. Yuck. Check. I'm a friend of this Just chilling. Sicario. Oh,
0: you know my favorite thing about the movie is like it feels like a like a movie. It feels like a real like you know go to the theater film movie that you know you, you kind of the reason why you go to watch something on the big screen. I think. Good
1: Welcome door. to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. <laughs> I'm Caroline. I'm ashamed. Ashamed of what? Ashamed of who I stand. Do you stand. Uh yeah, of course. Okay, okay. Well, yes,
2: and and the stands are being tested right now. We but,
1: well we've been tested. I mean, he is he's <laughs> done some some choices, but yeah, that I hadn't heard that clip. I just heard you describe it, and it was worse than you described. it. <laughs> Sounds like a
0: proper, like a yeah, proper movie, like, film whatever.
1: <laughs> in uh, it, in it. That's my American accent. <laughs> it's a movie and that, was, that
0: was, was Chris Pine, right? We should be that clear. Was <laughs> that was
3: Chris
2: Pine. That was Chris Pine. of course. Harry the Wild Styles talking about cinema, talking about films while sitting next to Chris Pine on the most cursed press tour uh, known to mankind for a film. I, I truly can't remember a more disastrous rollout, maybe some mid-aughts thing with Brangelina or some, like it really it's got those vibes, you know, where the mess is mainstream. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Everyone's excited about it. I don't think people would care that much either if, like, Harry Styles wasn't involved. You know, Mm -hmm. like, the TikTok Mm -hmm. generation. is Like, every generation is being brought in. You know, you got the Millennials, the Shia... And Florence, I guess, and then you got, got the A twenty four bro. Yeah, the A twenty four people, Chris Pine, France, huge, huge contingency coming through there. You have Ted Lasso
2: um, adults, which yeah, is how I want to yeah. refer to them. <laughs> exactly, TLA. Yeah,
1: there's TLA, so much, there's so TLA. much. Do you guys think he spit? I think he spit for sure.
0: I saw spit. I saw spit. Like, like I really did, funny. and I and I'm pretty. I'm a pretty skeptical person, so I'm not even. And I'm not even saying he did it on purpose. You know, I'm not – or whatever. But I definitely, like – Yeah. But I will say the thing that sold it for me, and maybe it's just, like, a weird trick of, like, motivated reasoning, but Chris Pine's reaction did sell it. Did, like, put it over the top for me, but I felt like I saw – I saw it. You know what I mean? And again, no – no ju- I have I had the perfect <laughs> experience of this entire like like spit, the whole drama because I was just like I'm not going to be on social media all weekend. I've been mm. on social media too much this week. I'm just going off of social media full Labor Day like black weekend like blackout wow. on social media. I'm not not going on at all. And I really did do a good job of that. And then I got to have the perfect experience of just having my wife like I'm, like, looking up, like, yesterday night for making dinner, and she's, like, looking at her phone and kind of, like, smirking. And I was like, what? And she was like, are you following this, like, don't worry, darling thing? And I was like, no, I haven't been on social media all weekend. And so she just gave me like the blow by blow and there were like flashbacks and there were different you know and there's different characters coming in I had no idea initially that like Chris (laughs) Pine was even a thing but then like later she turns to me and she's like okay people are saying that maybe he like spit on him (laughs) when they were sitting down and so I watched the video on her phone it was like a perfect I just got to have this little capsule of like yeah. she read me the funniest tweets she gave me the blow by blow I watched the video and then I went to sleep and I I have no dog in the fight I have no I do want to See the movie now? I'll say that. Like I'm more, it's more on my radar than sure. It been, oh, uh, totally. Uh, I otherwise. tried to. I was
1: like, oh, I want to get tickets for this Friday, and then I was like, oh, I have to wait several weeks before this comes out. Like I am itching. It's November.
0: We're ready, I believe, Yeah.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. No, it's like it's the, November. No, it's it's like oh, okay. three weeks from today, something like that. Three okay. or four weeks now. So there's from now. there's
0: room for approximately ninety nine more <laughs> there, beats. I mean, in the so much happened in tale.
1: one day, but I think going back to the spit thing, I think that, well, one, I think it's very clear that Harry was high. And two, I read in the blind items that Chris Pine was also high. He was on edibles the whole weekend. Oh, sure. And from what I saw, like, to me, that was like a playful, pranky relationship. Like, that was not a disrespect spit. You know, that was like, we are both, you know, I'm the young pup, you know, I'm messing with you. And then he kissed Nick Kroll. Like clearly he was on yes. something, you know, he was feeling good. It wasn't
2: disrespect. It was spit respect.
1: Yeah. And that is different <laughs> and distinct. Yeah. Respectfully. Here I'll say one thing to back
0: <laughs> up your your assertion about Harry being on something and Chris Pine being on edibles. Um, something that I've realized recently that I don't know why it took me this long is this many years into a global pandemic and 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 sort of like, Weed laws getting like slowly liberalized the way they are. Literally everyone is on edibles Every. all the time. I don't know why it took me this long <laughs> to realize that everyone I interact Especially
1: with. Especially in if you're at some kind of event edibles. for a movie, it's like oh, no one cares. Yeah. It's bullshit anyway. Right. Like the weirder you are, the better. So they're on, yeah. Why wouldn't they?
0: A the thing that all these people are contractually obligated to be at, but everybody <laughs> is sort paid. of like backing away from slowly for various <laughs> yeah, reasons. Yeah. yeah. No, they're one million percent. Like, they're not there. No. They're there
1: right. <laughs> in a legally
0: actionable way. But they're not present. But they're present. not there. In a, yeah, exactly.
2: The darlings are worried. The calcified take now is obviously everything that about and around the movie is going to be more interesting than the actual movie itself. I want to go one step further and say, you know, this is a particular alchemy of people at particular times in their life. And it's as we said, intersecting with a lot of things, here's the move you get them locked into a contract where they have to make one movie with each other every two years. <laughs> it becomes an anthology. It becomes like a Christopher Guest situation, except instead of love, it's based on a foundation of animosity.
0: <laughs> or so, yeah, it's like the the, the Ups, the seven-up series in right. England, yeah. where yeah. it's like or they have boyhood, to, they yeah. meet back. Every, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, but you know, uh, the Darlings are worried, but the Christians are not. Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture. <laughs> The music and the movies and the entertainment made for, made by, and made about Christians and Christianity. But we're not here to make fun of you or to make you go to church. We're just here to have fun. And you know what? We don't know anything about this movie. Maybe it's about Christianity. Maybe the whole metaphor of the movie is about the evangelical American church and how it forces people to stay in. It's a metaphor? It could be a metaphor. <laughs> the only I, I've only read one review of it. It was two words. It was on Letterboxd. And it was David Ehrlich who just said, White mirror. That's all he said. That was his two-word <laughs> two review. Funny. Uh, That's funny. But listen, we're talking— I love a
0: good two-word review.
2: Two-word reviews, if you can do them, yeah. yeah. Jesus wept. That's a two-word review of his emotions, I guess, in Scripture. Um, we're talking, though, about <laughs> not a movie, but a piece of music that perhaps has cinematic tones, oh. over to <laughs> Well— More than that, I hope. (laughs) Maybe maybe not the cinema you want to watch, perhaps. Oh my gosh. Maybe not like the Friday night movie hang with all your bros and buds, but uh, perhaps something.
1: When you think of atrocities of World War II, you think magic at the movies.
2: I'm in mean, more cinematic in terms of grandiosity, in terms of, not in terms of spectacle, in terms of storytelling. <laughs> yeah. Why is
1: this not connected for you? I just think it's funny that it translates to, to cinematic, but we'll get there. We'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, cinematic we'll is happy. You're
2: positive. What's, I'm trying to understand the trip, but uh, we're going to need a little help on this. So let's introduce. Our special guest right now, friends and folks, after a three-year ban from being on our podcast has been lifted, he's back and you may know him as an author, a comedian, an actor, give it the hell up for D.C. Pearson! Hi,
1: everybody, thank you for having
0: me back. You're You're welcome. Welcome back. You're just like, who's this random guy commenting on (laughs) Don't Worry Darling? What are his credentials? I
1: need to know more what he says.
2: Hey, you're a few degrees away. Uh, you and Harry Styles, both part of the MCU. So uh, you have as much right as anybody exactly. to talk about all this
0: stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and I will ask him at the um, annual retreat at, on Kevin Feige's uh, super yacht. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys what are... What the deal was. What I'm going to get like the real scoop. You know what's the great thing, too, is that I feel like we're all... Since we're in entertainment, we're all going to, over the next 10 years, encounter approximately 200 different people that are going to be like, I know what really happened on that movie. And then it's all going to be completely different. Like, this will be the Rashomon uh, yeah. forever. Of the yeah. Like,
1: Institute. imagine once the movie is done, like, how much is going to spill out? You know, the, how many people are holding back right now that won't soon? Oh, sure. be great.
2: Meanwhile, Kate Berland and Nick Kroll just stroll down the red carpet, minding no their course. own business. You gotta Kate Berlant
1: was there. Berlant's in the movie. I know she's in the That's movie, amazing. but wow, good for her. That. She I was at the that. premiere. It's yeah. fun seeing like, yeah, how many cool. people like rubbing shoulders with the uh, a <laughs> Um DC, I was like, I was checking in on last time you recorded and something that was really funny. <laughs> this is in 2019. I asked Kevin at the opening show, like, have you tried any of those hard seltzers yet? Those new drinks? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my God.
1: <laughs> I was oh like, God. wow, three years ago. <laughs> Like that was a, that was a new thing, and now it's like it's a lifestyle. It's more than from water for
0: most people. White mirror. Oh yeah. yeah, no, for sure, it <laughs> <Absolutely>. really is.
2: <laughs> Human innovation in the last three
0: years. Yeah, that's so a lot has
2: changed. But that's probably the peak of it. That's probably the best new thing that we've gotten in the last three years, right? In terms oh, of oh, I the would cheap. say yeah,
0: easily yeah. And now it's just colonizing other beverages. Like I right. feel like you turn around and you're like, oh, just this normal seltzer that I liked, or like soda. You turn around and now it's got. Got booze in it.
1: I think it goes hard seltzer as far as inventions of the last three years.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm.
1: Pfizer vaccine, maybe, and then number three is the Pfizer hard vaccine that they're introducing next <laughs> <this> quarter. hard <laughs> vaccine <laughs> and that
2: has
0: just been approved for children.
1: It's yeah, nice. Give <laughs> <Before laughs> your little older, Yeah, that's fun. He won't mind. Send him off to school.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, what a time! What a time! That's wild. I still have never. Had my and I think you know summer's almost over and I've I another summer has passed without me having my real like hard seltzer moment. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, what do you think your okay moment's gonna be?
0: I I hope I don't have one. Oh, I don't you've know never if had doesn't... one. No, I like wow. to drink and I like I like seltzer, but I I like keeping them. It's a weird thing where I just like keeping them. Uh, I like keeping them separate for some reason. The, the few times don't I've touch had them, the I've carrots. been like, yeah. Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the few times I've had them, it has been a thing of like. Wow, that it's almost like somebody tasting a poison that they are surprised at how flavorless it is. Sure. Where I'll just be like, that would be deadly. Wow, that's that's a lot. That's uh <laughs> You're that's like, really good. That would get and me. I'm just like no I'd fall for Yeah, it. no, I'm good. Well, <laughs> Caroline, I think I've told
2: you the first the first alcohol I ever had was a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Oh when I was twelve years old.
1: Kevin's hard lemonade. Yeah, I
0: I a snuck- malt teaser is they're called. Is that what they're called? I believe so, yeah. Or no, that's also a British candy. (laughs) But I do think, I think that they are called, it's something like that because that's the idea is that it was sort of a like, it's an actual like malt liquor that is sort of like, hey kids, you can drink that. Like this can be your like gateway to drinking. Malt liquor
1: I think is also in hard seltzers, right? Like it's not, it's not vodka. Like it's not a spirit you know.
0: (laughs) <laughs> i don't i don't know i always just assumed it was vodka that's your friendly be right.
1: neighborhood vodka um I like that you haven't had one yet and you're inspiring me to think of like what's a new thing coming out that I'm purposely gonna abstain from just be like and then but I'm not but to it. save it for like one special day like i'm oh. gonna have. Whatever it is, you know. I had
0: a college professor that was doing that. He was a big Dickens fan, and he was saving one Dickens book for like when he got the like terminal diagnosis. Oh, he was like then I'll like crack it open. <laughs> Very optimistic. I remember optimistic. we were like, but what if you just like get hit by a bus?" Yeah, or that's the thing. Never read it. <laughs>
2: optimistic. And he was like, too. Eh, "I like, do I'm, anyway. I'm taking that chance. You're yeah. gonna get a forewarning from the Lord that like, yeah, you got 30 days to knock this one out, <laughs> yeah. or whatever the case may what be. Heck, I guess can you a read year." A Dickens? Or so. Yeah, yeah, and then
0: all your loved ones are mad at you because you just have this—you're on, like, they're like, we flew you to the, to France, to the south of France for your last, like, trip. I'm standing And then you're just, like, back at the hotel with a dog-eared <laughs> copy of Bleak House. I'm almost done.
2: That's a good hypothetical. Like, the 60—let's say you have 90 days. What— not not what do you want to do with it or where you wanna travel or who you wanna spend time with, but what media What's like, the media? Like the thing that you say this at parties. Is bucket list. The things you right. the, the things you kind of uh maybe like BS a little bit with your pals, like, oh I've been meaning to check that out. Yes, I will. Listen to that,
0: read that, watch that. Like what's the I guess it would be Braveheart for me. I've never Braveheart, Braveheart. is I think my biggest okay. sort of like cinematic uh But do you want to end your
1: it. life on Braveheart? No.
0: Right. No, not really. It's just exactly. the biggest. It's my sort of biggest, like the biggest <laughs> movie, I think, that I haven't seen. It's not even necessarily considered like great, although I think there's a lot of people out there that like it obviously it was super popular.
1: You wanna but. close your eyes forever to the image of Mel Gibson <laughs>
2: getting decapitated. Or spoilers, maybe he didn't.
1: <laughs> a good man. But yeah. That is, I, that's funny because I was thinking of saving it for like a special celebration, but I do think it's a good idea to have something to sort of offset a disappointment in the terminal sense. And so you're like, at least ready. I get
0: to, yeah, yeah there should I be, yeah, you're right. I should say something good.
1: Of You know, dip and dots for the, for the first time and last time, you know, <laughs> that's a nice, is the
0: ice cream of the, you'll all be enjoying this when I'm gone. Cause you'll be in the future <laughs> it's that ice cream I won't of my see. Present the of ice my cream past. of the thing
2: I won't have anymore. <laughs> that is a nice way to reframe death is as a terminal disappointment. Like, this is a bummer <laughs> on a fatal level, right? this, which is, is very soft. It's my very, best
1: day, also.
0: Good news, bad news. my last day.
2: We're talking about spirits and seltzers and alcohols, but we need to talk about the Holy Spirit as well. I'm trying to find as many of these transition points as possible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they always surprise me. They're there. They're always there, and I he's think always any pastor here will too. tell
0: you they're there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like flipping through they're like do you think pastors just look at like the trending topics and just go like just get the they don't ready. look underneath what it is they're just like well that's trending you know like that and so i gotta she- think hulk. of like
1: uh yeah
0: <laughs> it's effectively like pokemon go to the polls but for <laughs> she
2: that's wow. right yeah she hulk i am curious caroline how you see that fitting uh, in to the to the newest sermon it's actually a good
1: challenge because i don't know very much about it. i do know she's a lawyer so it could be something of like I saw She-Hulk's in the news, and you know, I think everyone has to worry about the representation and everything, and sort of legal matters. But you know who covered all of our crimes?
0: <laughs> <laughs> She-Hulk. She- I also like that he's the faster as Jay Leno. <laughs> like, oh, She-Hulk's <laughs> yeah, in the news. In the did,
1: news. You go, did you get say- what else? She what else? What <laughs> <in> else?
0: <laughs>
2: And also, that the most interesting thing about She-Hulk is the legal aspect. Well, yeah, that's all I know. <laughs> it's the lawyer stuff.
1: I didn't, I didn't look it up.
2: Not that the fact that she's like a giant green queen, but it is the legal matters. And it, that, <laughs> what you're describing, DC, of pastors looking at trending topics and mashing them together, mm. this isn't that much different of the experience of being online from a certain time. I mean, it is still for some people where it's like, what's one trending story? What's another trending story? Or it's like, ooh, Harry Styles just spit on the Trump papers at Mar-a-Lago. You know, it's just like, you just mad-libs them a right. little bit. Oh, yeah.
0: And your brain will do, that's like part of the reason I had to take, or, you know, it's the kind of thing that made me want to, like, get off social media over an entire weekend. <laughs> it's just like, because you, if you look at it long enough, I was just talking to Haley, uh, my wife, about this, and we were, it, I was like, there's something in my brain that will tell me like if I'm on Twitter long enough my brain will suddenly convince me I was on there to like do something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like that I was like like before, I'll be like I just got to get off of Twitter. It's like making me feel bad and then I'll start and I'll be like no wait I wanted to there was something that I wanted to do it's like what did I what could I wanted to do (laughs) you know what I mean like there's nothing to do there
1: what was on Twitter Um, for me to find that I could not find on myself elsewhere
0: exactly it tricks me into doing that and then I think one of those things if you're on there long enough then you are just like yeah, there's a thing, and there's another, uh, <laughs> or there's a big, a thing going around that's like a big meteor is gonna hit the earth, like you know what, or it's like big meteor is really big, and then yeah. you tweet it like me after a burrito, or you know what, like <laughs> I don't know, it's it just hilarious forces you to do that. And, oh, and, and, exactly. That is the apex of comedy, unimpeachably in a way. hilarious, it's really, it's like the thing I just it's said. It's really
1: funny, and I would like that tweet and retweet it. <laughs> it's you know, have you ever heard that thing where like you know when you're searching for a word that you can't find. I've heard it said that even if you move on, like, your brain keeps searching for the words subconsciously. Wow. And sometimes you know how to, like, come to you later. That's because yeah. your brain was still looking for it. Whoa. And that's how I feel on Twitter Whoa. sometimes, too, where it's like, I'm just scrolling, scrolling, and then meanwhile, my brain is writing, like, the worst joke <laughs> of all time, and then it comes to me, and I think I have to tweet it because it's like it's it, it was there. It seems to have been birthed out of nothing. You it's know? called
2: U2's disease. And it is when your brain still hasn't found what it's looking for <laughs> yeah. and continues on in such See, a See, this is
1: a perfect example of the problem. <laughs> yeah, I, think
2: it, I think it literally is, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> oh, gracious.
2: And that's why, DC, it might be time for you to be real because you get in and you get out. The
0: purpose That's right. is right. Kevin's a be real. Kevin was at our actual house a couple weeks ago and he's oh, a he be, he's be, be real.
1: Oh yeah, I, I, I saw it. It was it was a nice dinner at your home.
0: I be real, DC's daughter. Yeah, my I our our baby made their her, her be, first reel, be uh, real debut. That's
1: right. Wow, maybe she was saving that. For, for the great beyond, you know, some other day.
0: She was
2: saving
1: what now? She was saving Be Real, you know, for the end of her life, years and years my and years was, and years from now. Yeah. <laughs> That's this her, was media her treat. Yeah, like to save. 79. This is my Be Real. favorite
0: area for comedy. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: I retract the joke. <laughs> it's not good. She's going to live forever.
0: Oh, gracious.
1: I, I will say,
2: and I did, I, I'm with you, DC. I did have to rejoin Twitter for. The don't worry discourse. Oh, well, you did. Wow. You had to get in on I the DWD. I... I got worry DWD discourse. pilled, and I did reactivate <laughs> just for that because I was wow. I was missing out on too much. Wow.
0: Twitter really is that place to go in this in certain times in like pop culture, like it is really like, or certain news events or certain things. It really is like the place where you gotta go because everybody's just getting the jokes off, and it's yeah, it's just it's it's an that's when it's at its best.
2: is when it's a sense of community, a sense of connection (laughs) Mm -hmm. with one another. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think my approach in the future will be to, to your point about like making it more task oriented, get in the DMS, check to see, or maybe if there's someone I only communicate with that way, get in there, get out, turn on notifications. So I'm only in there for that and then get the hell out. But on weeks like this, and we are recording this in advance where it feels like a little media industry christmas gift every 12 hours or so it's okay to to stay at the party a little while and there's nothing wrong with that
0: i think so just don't stay too long don't have too many of the the white claws of uh memes i don't know i don't know i don't yeah. know how to make this metaphor yeah. but uh yeah you know
1: Before you know it you're cuz they're sneaky
0: you know and then puns. i feel like that happened to me with the trump mar-a-lago raid like that's how I ended up being in a place where I was like, I just gotta like get off of social media for a while because I did like when it was happening, it was like tr- I was like being really good about not being on Twitter that much, and then suddenly it was like, wait, tr- like, I was like I need to know how all, excited and then we all are. Just cut to like three weeks later, and I just wake up covered in memes, you know, scattered around oh. me. Like I don't know how I got there. You know, what um, did I even joke about last night? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. And I, that's the thing. I'm not even like that big of a like political sort of like or like. Go on there and, like, tweet at fucking, I don't know, uh, can you even tweet at the attorney general and be like, thank you, sir, for upholding democracy. And then, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the you know, I'm not one of those people either. But I will just, like, refresh the same for people who I would probably dislike in real life. Like, legal, whatever, experts being like, well, actually, subsection. what? And then I think I am, like, learning anything. And then, totally. you know. It's so more you of a, can stay yes. at the Twitter party too long, for sure.
2: <laughs> yes, and especially when you got people chiming in without that much of a direct connection to whatever the events may be. It does just turn into a sort of giant D&D game of exploration, fantasy, and imagination of like, what if this was true? <laughs> what if we went down this hallway here? And look, there was another legal encounter, whatever the case may be. And so it's nice to tap out if you, if you have the wherewithal to. Exactly. So...
1: I also tend to think if someone posts a thread. Yeah, and just be real. Truly, that's the lesson here. I always think if someone has a thread that, like, it's automatically going to be really good and something I need to read. (laughs) You know, like, Mm -hmm. that it's, like, important, well-versed information. I've been down so many threads where I get to the end and I was like... Well, whoopsie, Daisy!
0: <laughs> <Yes>. Oh, <laughs> totally. Yeah, for sure. Like anytime you see like some celebrity, and you're like, "What? did I don't even know what they said yet," and yeah, then d- getting or quote tweeted journalist. by somebody being like, "Unbelievable!" Oh, hi, yeah. um, medieval medieval scholar here. Couple things, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and you're yeah, like, I'm like Wait, well, it's
1: a scholar. I gotta read it." What did Nucky say yeah. about
0: Chaucer? What is happening? I think that's a that's a thought I've shared on the show
2: before, where it's like I trick myself into thinking every book is good. Because well, it's a book.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. Why would they make a book if it was that? Right. And the same the
2: the the same rationale goes for uh, Twitter Twitter as well. Exactly. There's
0: 47 of them and they're numbered. (laughs) Surely
2: it's
1: researched.
2: (laughs) On Good Christian Fun, we do talk about our heavenly Father, but in the meantime, in the last three years, DC, you've become a literal father yourself an, earth, an earthly father you've uh, become an earthly all too,
0: an all too earthly father a
2: worldly father a <laughs> father <laughs> of the flesh yes <laughs> yes and a father of daughters which means you <laughs> care about women
0: now
1: and For the yeah, first exactly time. A, a,
0: a capital f father
1: <laughs> f-o-d capital As,
0: o of <laughs> capital d daughters just one so far but yeah, yeah. <laughs> just
2: one. the only f-o-d we recognize on this podcast a father of daughters. <laughs> <laughs> gracious how's that experience been
0: Um, it's, it's amazing. What's a non-cliche thing I can say about it? I don't know. Um, it's truly great. It's really good. She's great. We, my wife and I were, you know, we had always wanted to have kids at some point, but it was always very much so, like, in the future at some point after we've achieved some sort of, like, magical career milestone that will, like, set us up forever. Like, basically, literally, we were, like, I think imagining on the level of, like, well, once we create the equivalent of The Hobbit, um... (laughs) For a new and we secure <laughs> right. our several generations worth of like IP wealth. And I have and then my we were own like, Lucasfilm.
1: Eh.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then we'll be fine. Um, and then ultimately, again, as we were talking about earlier, there was this thing called Hard Seltzer. And then that led directly, we're pretty sure when you really think about it, to the COVID 19 pandemic. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, obviously, um, people are
1: having too much fun
0: uh we uh were like well the industry is not really happening right now and so maybe we should just have a baby like which i think a lot of people did but it was funny because the beginning like really the beginning of like the lockdown era remember my stepmom, I was talking to, on the phone to my stepmom and she was like, I think a lot of people are going to have babies. And I was just like, no way. I don't think so. I think people are, it's, this is a tough time for everybody. I don't think people are just going to, and then literally two months later, we, my wife and I started That's like,
1: funny. <laughs> just confirmed. <laughs> yeah.
0: complete A, a million percent. The um, that was your sourdough starter. Aw. We also had one of those too.
1: <laughs> oh, so you <laughs> did both. That's amazing.
0: We, yeah. Get you a get you a family who can do both. Yeah,
2: that's right. That is kind of Uh, a second child.
0: (laughs) And also get you a family where the uh, the wife in the family is going to do most of the hard stuff. Of the sourdough, yeah, you know what I mean. Both the sourdough (laughs) and the child. Um, uh, Whether it's the baking or the like, giving birth for thirty something hours. Um, But yeah, no, it's great. She's great and, and we love it. And she is easily the most just like spoiled kid in Aww. terms of in human history, just in terms of like hu- like human presence and attention. Just partially because <laughs> of, especially at the beginning, like things being shut down from COVID and then now just from like, we're around. <laughs> we're pretty yeah, available. we're always um, here. So that's been great. I mean, like, and also for now? right now, she's an only child. So what's that?
1: So she's two now?
0: She no, she's like a year and a half old.
1: Okay, nice. On the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And is the starter still with us? Did the starter? The starter
0: make it? is not only not still with us, but <laughs> it. I rebought optimistically. Oh. Um, I rebought Haley a different sourdough starter from I think the same woman that she had originally. There was like some person on eBay who was like, "This is my one hundred and two year old." Yeah, and it just comes in like an envelope. I mean, it very much should be flagged as anthrax if there was any security (laughs) as possible anthrax, if there was any level of like robust (laughs) uh, security for this kind of thing. So, yeah, if you want to just, I'm not saying you should do this. I'm just saying, again, hi, legal expert here. Um, if you just <laughs> want to ship cocaine, apparently you can do it and just label it sourdough starter. Because these people sent us just, like, white powder in the mail. and oh my then gosh, We originally powder. made sourdough from it. And then I reordered it because our original one was, was, was lost. Um, and can you guys hear my cat? No. no, Linus the cat is okay. But even okay, if okay. we could, we He's wouldn't. He's meowing. Mind. I know it'd be great. It's just ambi- it's just ambiance. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No, the sourdough starter is not. And oh. Not active. Well,
1: to me, that's actually
0: a baby good sign because that
1: shows you were you were taking more care of your baby, and that was the focus. Thank you. Know? you. And the if starter, starter out should there die as a
0: kid and an active and a starter, of starter it's like, like think about your you're priorities. doing it. Wrong. Your
1: child is attention <laughs> star.
0: <laughs> that's what being a parent is about. It's about the ability to shame other parents for anything they do. That's sort even the slightly the whole reason different we do it. The so, only reason yeah, no, you can
2: sure. dad spline now, yeah. which is something you weren't able to do before. Amazing.
0: No, I was mostly just
1: daddy-splaining.
2: Right, Um, which is very different. It's something I've done before. How to? Yeah. (laughs) Wait, what was your thought before? Oh, I was going
1: to say, if you want another revenue stream, you could put Dexter to work and train him as a sourdough sniffer at the post office. Because I'm sure they love, like, cocaine dogs, Mm -hmm. but... Again, but like this you is just like the little, out.
0: the little, the more little, lower stakes, cuter version. <laughs> yeah, of that. so that's why it would be a smaller
1: dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's less square footage he, to and have and he's them.
0: just seeing, like, is this real sourdough starter or darn friggin' plaster <laughs> dust? Yeah. <laughs> They're just trying to scam me out of my
2: $1.06. Exactly. And the way he verifies is by eating it.
1: <laughs> he gotta
0: time. like then, it. Whatever. And then it, it is. ferments in his stomach and He's it's actually like
1: really it. He's dangerous for him he constantly has tummy problems. Right. But, yes. You know.
2: And we find out 24 to
0: 48 hours later, every time.
1: <laughs> every time. But and they're like, oh, we, we got it. We find out. It's in the mail somewhere. It's two and days we squeeze out. Squeeze
0: him. We we kind of gently squeeze him right. out next to a Dutch oven. And then we oh. put the Dutch <laughs> oven in the actual <laughs> oven. And then we got an adorable like, little was, boule
1: Not only is that sourdough, that's a good sourdough.
2: Oh, and you have a little hat and everything. And like a little vest that says, Mr. Inspector guy. I mean, this this is a good um, idea. Guys, a
0: couple of notes on your Ratatouille sequel. Um, <laughs> we feel like we're losing the spirit. I think that the sourdough thing seemed kind of zeitgeisty, <laughs> but that was years ago. And now, you know, you have so a dog shitting it, over you know? a, a
2: <laughs> And we know it's like he's not on anyone's head, but... We feel like Remy showing it's, up in Act 3 does right. sort of
1: tie things together, tie things together. into cooking, the universe. It's patisserie yeah. now, and that's different. And you he know, keeps saying, like,
0: pastry. I killed a man, you have to hide me. Don't, I, don't ask any questions.
1: Right, but yeah, this is... Well, the Paddington children have grown up. You know, this is their now yeah, toy they're story. they Paddington adults. You know, now. adult type movie. <laughs>
2: The, for for us, Kevin,
1: a f- that's a Paddington super adult.
2: Yes, right. Uh, Paddington elderly at
1: this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paddington elder.
2: Gracious. That, for this franchise Uh-oh. is all about food and animal and any combination, <laughs> and no matter the what. Way
1: you mix it doesn't it's matter.
0: Good. That's a rat you, right.
1: <laughs> right you, you got, got a rat tattoo. That's a rat
0: right there. Mamma Mia. You got a rat my friend. Mamma Mia. He doesn't know it's from France. He's being <laughs> so glib. Mamma Mia, that's a rat You can do that right <laughs> under Mama the Coliseum, my friend. I don't know. Come on. What do you and, need a roadmap?
2: And that's the last line of the movie.: Well, gracious. Oh. <laughs> it's nice to get this insight into your fatherhood, but uh, f- Thank for, you. for lack of a better segue, I think it's time to lead on into the next segment, so I will lead us on by asking that we take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll be right back. When we get back, we'll be right we'll back.: Get back, we'll, we'll be right
1: sh- back on your back. <laughs> In your neck with a snack attack.. It, your neck, your back, your snack, and your right.
2: attack with more good Christian fun.
0: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car, you should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Welcome back to Good Back, Christian Back Fun. It's time for another edition of Singles Ministry. It's
3: Singles Ministry.
2: Caroline, I'm going to make myself accountable to you. Okay. You're my accountability partner. Good. We're co-hosts, but we're really accountability partners on this show. Is it's how I like to think about check-in. it. a weekly check-in we That's do. Right.
1: And you guys don't hear this, but before we start every episode, we're like... Did you? Did you do that? Did you do did that? You do that? <laughs> did you do the devil's handshake? <laughs> the
3: devil's handshake.
1: And then we have to nice be honest. Nice to meet
2: you. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's always a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> yeah. He loves it.
2: The devil's into The devil loves it, yeah. You
1: can't see it because he's invisible, but he's in there. <laughs> Shake it's a the hand.
2: He never does an elbow bump, as was the case post 2020. No. no, he always palm wants palm. the handshake. Um, if you want, if there is an instrument that you want me to add to the singles ministry jingle, the jingles ministry, anything, anything at all. Wow. Yeah. Let me know. Trombone. Trombone. Okay. A there real will, trombone. There will be a real. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Actually, okay. There will be a real trombone. Do you have access
1: to yes. a trombone. Yes, I right. do. Perfect.
0: And next time you I was hear, say, how often do you think like musicians on Fiverr get a request for just like single trombone note? <laughs> must be real.
1: <laughs> one must note. Must
0: not be synthesized. I happen Hold
2: to know at least one trombonist who's going to be able to help us out.
1: Though. Wow. Okay. One yeah. more. Oh, wait, whoa. Trombone and then that thing in the corner.
2: The thing in the corner the, that is Caroline is
1: pointing the in the
2: room. It is a jimbe.
1: A djembe. Yeah.
2: So okay, trombone and djembe will be in the next. Oh,
1: Smith, Smith. oh, I'm excited. Great.
2: Wow. Uh, any requests from you, DC? Not, DC uh, like, I'm not feeling generous right now.
0: Um, Zither?
1: Okay. Trombone,
2: zither. jimbe, and zither. Is that or the zither? thing that's I'm like... I'm
0: not even sure how exactly how it's said. Weee. No, oh, that's that, um a... Uh, oh, what is that called? Theremin? That is a theremin. theremin. I think that is yeah. honestly, for what it's worth... <laughs> that is what I was thinking of. And then I was like, I can't think of the oh. name for that, but I can think of a Zither. What and so I'll just Zither, say that though? one. But the, no, the theremin is like, yeah, crazy, yeah, it's electro it's you weird. Play He's the putting your air. hand in a field of play energy. The air. Yeah. Can play the air, man. Evan, yeah, did
1: you play the air this week? <laughs> that's our accountability <laughs> mm-hmm. check-in. <Evan? laughs> yeah. <I'll fight.
0: laughs> if you were looking at a swimsuit magazine, <laughs> and suddenly like, Yeah. Iron. You know,
1: iron sharpens iron. We're keeping strong. <laughs> and it's just been five years of that. And that's why we've both been clean.
2: I've been sharpening my iron a lot, as a matter of fact, it's to a point. Singles ministry is a format where we talk about one single song for the entirety of the second half of the show. This week, it is uh, the Queen has come back. It's Amy Motherfucking Grant, and it's her song "Lead Me On," uh, the title track from the album of the same name from 1988. "Lead Me On," her album, and also my dating life title of the. In terms of how I um, get there, operate,
1: almost there with
2: uh, not quite. There's and almost and I me on
0: a date, perfect after a burrito, <laughs> and now that's it. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> and after a burrito,
0: <laughs> you can't. You guys can't see it, but. Kevin did a full like James Brown to the floor with the mic stand.
1: <laughs> Every inch down. His, and I dog felt bad. Ran o- his
0: dog ran over and threw a blanket over him, like a, <laughs> okay. a jacket with his name embroidered on the back. And then <laughs> he, it was like they went to lead him off and then he That's threw right. it off and he was like, No, lead me on. <laughs> lead lead, on. lead me show. on. Oh, gracious. It was amazing.
2: Now, DC, uh, we're going to listen to the song now. We do something on this show and sometimes we give it as a challenge to the listener. It's called Hitting the Post. Are you familiar with Hitting oh, yeah. the Post as mm-hmm. a DJ? Yes. Do you, mm-hmm. Are you up to it for this song? You think you can time so you it can out? you can
0: talk up to where the vocals begin, right? That's right. Uh, yeah, I think so.
2: Okay. So I'm going to start it. Right, here we now, go. I'm going to hand it to you. And it's quite a intro.
0: All right, here we go. Yeah. You are tuned in. It's drive time on K-Cross uh, Radio. All oh, Christian, all the time. And we have a new one here on in 1988 from Amy Grant. Uh, going to be a Christian artist forever. Never going to go pop. And we all love it. We're all loving this new track here at the station. Here is Lead Me On from Amy Grant, but it's not <laughs> happening yet. I'm still going to talk with the music what about a that's update? why we're all rocking out to this new one from amy here it isn't because the, <laughs> the track is continuing and that's what we love a strong instrumental track here from amy grant don't you agree <laughs> <laughs> don't
3: you agree finally <laughs> Here there is no choosing Working the clay Wearing their anger Like a ball and chain Fire in the field Underneath the blazing sun (laughs) (laughs) Soon the sun was faded And freedom was a song
0: Okay. Wow. Then
2: I think we've heard enough that we need to hear <laughs> this five-minute and 36-second song.
0: Question for you guys, as, sure. as Christian entertainment experts, <laughs> Kevin said three options for this uh, for this record. I and sure I, did. I listened to a little bit of each, and then I was like, I told him, I was like, Amy Grant, let's do it, let's whatever. But one thing I was realizing are all or are, are a I would say a preponderance. Of Christian songs like five minutes long? Like Christian rock <laughs> songs. I feel like so many of these songs were like they
1: go for a five while.
0: plus minutes. Like this is like a pop single, essentially, for like mm-hmm. the 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 faith-based world, but it's like five minutes That's so a good point. long. It's so long. Yeah,
1: what is why do people have more tolerance for that as a Christian?
2: Uh, because you get the arc, you get a little more room to to. Breathe and worship as you wish in the car. There's a little more latitude for that on Christian radio, which is pretty much adjacent, or at least it was during this period with adult contemporary radio. Mm, so sure, sure. it Easy was listening. It was less pop pop singles and more ballad stuff. And this gotcha. in particular represents a slight departure mm. from her regular pop stuff. So interesting. Up, up to this point, she had been mostly known for more lightweight lyrics and heavier on, like, the hooks, the riffs, the vocal runs, et cetera, and it wasn't quite as known for uh, allusions to the worst atrocities committed by mankind. (laughs) I
0: had the, I don't, I, well, funny is a funny, is a weird word to use in this context, but experience with this song where like you sent it to me and I we picked it and this is a this was like earlier today and I was like let me just like listen to it a couple times through just so I have a good baseline and I can talk about it and I listened to it and I was just like okay it's got yeah it's kind of gotten a super 80s feel it's gotten gotten kind of a Steve Winwood like higher love kind of oh, yeah. moment very just kind of like and then like her vocal delivery and the way she settles into it is very just kind of like it's the eighties and like things are confused. Like it just has that feeling of like Phil Collins sort of like land of confusion. Like, yeah, just a wash. That's kind of what I, what I thought was happening initially until I really gave it a listen. And I was just like, tonight when I was setting up, I was like, let me listen to it one more time. And then just like, if you could have watched me in my apartment, it would have been like in a Spike Lee or like an Alfred Hitchcock movie where there's like, a push in and a pull out on a person at the same time so it's like zooming in <laughs> and pulling out as like i'm listening i'm like setting up my little recording stuff and i hear her say like boarding a train wearing a golden star and you i was just like, like oh no 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 no, no, <laughs> no, no, not no that no, train no, no i listened to it so many times before i realized what it was if of it makes you feel better i had about. the
1: same experience and i was like oh i guess this is a song about labor rights you know at the beginning he's like this is the song for the workers you know I I'm like, Amy Grant cool. and I support unions <laughs> yes yeah, like, Union happy May 1st like, y'all maybe that's why we picked it like that's the content of the song and then I actually looked at the lyrics and had the same thing I was like holy cost there it is it's in, it's in the jam the oh my
0: lord yeah, I had I similarly it was realizing that the second verse was about the Holocaust that made me go back and realize that the first verse really seems like it's about slavery yes. in America. Yeah,
1: exactly, right, in yeah. the fields. Mm-hmm. And
0: not even just that, but that specifically it was like but it's kind of like these the people doing the slave the 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 slave work aren't that sad about it because at the end of the day I they're know. like singing a happy song of praise or whatever like it was it was uh that was a little icky I felt like
2: Oh, oh yeah. you know, I didn't take it that way. To be okay, fr- good.
0: I'm open to. I really want to interpret it a different way. Because <laughs> to be
2: candid, because I'm an I, Amy,
0: I'm an Amy Grant, uh, so, a pure an lover. Amy Grant uh, baby baby fan. Like oh, I had a real, you yeah. know, like I that fully crossed over to me when I was in like second grade. Like I didn't own like the tape or anything, but it was just in the mix. It was sort of around. It was like Paula Abdul. Amy Grant, uh, New Kids on the Block, it was all just a wash and I was like, I like th- I like this. <laughs> I loved
2: it. Yeah, and it is sad, if you read her autobiography, there, she was supposed to collaborate on a duet with MC Scat Cat but it fell apart at the last minute due to like, he wanted so much in his writer that they couldn't and make it
0: he's happen. He's also like a like, behavior. virulent, uh, Ricky Gervais style atheist, right? Yeah. Like, he's very <laughs> much just like,
2: So he was trying to change all the lyrics of the song it's like, yeah. well this isn't praise <laughs> and worship anymore. Right. So it, it's it a was, different thing. It was tough, yeah. The second verse, <laughs> I'll just read real quick, which we didn't get to, is waiting for the train labeled with a golden star. Heavy-hearted boarding, whispers in the dark, where are they going? Where are we going is a very far, bitter, cold terrain. Echoes of a slamming door in chambers made for sleeping forever. Voices like thunder in a mighty roar cried to the Lord, which is kind of the only cry to the Lord. That's the only by name, allusion, reference to God in a, in a um, explicit way. But yes, first and second verse are talking about slavery and literally the Holocaust.
0: It's so tough. It's so tough, Just,
1: oh, Just pick two, you know? Like, put both of them in the <laughs> yeah, exactly. song. Like, like, let me like, just think of the two most recent worst things in our human history. Uh, and, like, that's a good song, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. This, the
1: other thing that is a little, like, I, I'm i sure you guys were thinking about this too, I was like, it's one thing for, like, slaves who we have a great tradition of them singing, you know, Christian hymn songs and a lot of them originals like to the, the Christian God, you know, supposedly. But then assume that the Jews on the way to the camps were also like singing to the same God. I just I think she was trying to go maybe for a universalist thing, but it's like it's not the same kind of praise and worship in in their faith, I imagine. So it's a bit of a stretch.
0: Yes, yeah <laughs> it's it, it. The way that it does bring it around to directly, like, no, 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 praising the Lord. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it does feel right. like a little. And I think you're right. I think that probably to give her the benefit of the doubt, she probably is looking at it like, well, that's the Old Testament and this is the New Testament. It's all kind of the same. And Jesus Christ was king of the Jews and blah, 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 blah. But I want to be like, what would they think about it? Would that's they think my it was question cool? As well. Like, yeah. the people that you're talking right. about, would they? I don't, I'm not sure. She's I think story they might the story of Holocaust
1: an and then she's telling like what they did to deal Mm -hmm, with it. And mm -hmm, I feel like mm -hmm. that's a big swing assumption for a Christian Amy Grant to to say that, you know?
2: Well, and my take on it wasn't even that they're singing like the slaves in verse one, but it was more just like a a cry out of like begging and pleading with whatever, just generally, you know? It wasn't like they also were reading from the same hymnal, you know? Fair enough, (laughs) fair enough. I, I think, and I think too, at least the connective tissue to me is not in the midst of even though I guess that is explicit in the song, but in the midst of pain, isn't it amazing how people still sing to God? It was more just like, it's. it almost has to do with the idea of original sin, but in a slightly less conservative understanding of it, which is like Adam and Eve screwed up and that's why you're born in the red as soon as you come out as a little baby. But it's more just like an acknowledgement of inhumanity right? It like across different periods of history. And then with that sober mindedness, like, oh gosh, like that same inhumanity might be in me as well, or I'm capable of it as well. I'm connected to those things. So lead me on to the place that the river runs. If that's not too much of a stretch, it's not like, to me, it wasn't more of like, oh, isn't it lovely how everyone sings to God at the end of the day? It was more (laughs) just like, Hey, there's there's some bad stuff going on, and so you know, in this more evangelical Christian, uh, you know, contemplation of God, it's like, and that's why we need God so much, and why we need Him if we reflect back, you know.
0: Yeah, it's I I could I could I could buy into that again because I want to believe that I I I think that again if I'm giving Amy like a big slice of benefit of the doubt. Like, I do think it is probably mostly just going like, these are really terrible things and still people can hopefully find solace with this. Or, you know, like in their beliefs or their whatever or whether or not they do in the moment that is like there for them or whatever but it just feels so it's just like we said it's like that i feel like it's almost like why doesn't the isn't the first one just like ah oh, this m- single mom is can't pay her bills that's exactly and it what i was you thinking. know what i mean yes, like i yes. feel like if we didn't start yes. so, <laughs> so elevated so it beyond. also felt like just to put it in like improv terms it felt like oh amy had like her first beat, she started so heightened that she kind of like had <laughs> after the second thinking, one. Yeah. It was like, go, oh, and then you, you literally really heightened hard. to like the Holocaust in the second beat. And then the song doesn't have a third verse. There's I like there's like no don't to to She yeah, was like, we're
1: good. Then maybe there bills. was a
0: first. Yeah, exactly. There wasn't, there isn't <laughs> just like she's at the laundromat and gosh darn it, she spends her last, Out you know, quarters. order, like, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know. Just uh, right. Um, it, it just starts so heightened and so gigantically these are the two biggest deals and i'll give her this like the sweep that's maybe what kevin was talking about when he was talking about the cinematic whatever of the song (laughs) and maybe that's why it took me so long to realize that that's what it was about is it does just kind of have this big sound and it just is sort of is so sort of like epic sounding and and big and that very kind of like literally with different lyrics you could be like Celebrating your divorce, driving down the PCH, you know, in a <laughs> truly in a, in a that's a in the early '90s, here. in like a in like a mo- in the opening of a Barry Levinson movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you, you, uh, it's <laughs> yeah, musically. it's, it's not it's happy, right.
1: but it's like exciting, and there's like a mm-hmm. driving force behind it. You yes. know, yeah,
2: Yeah. it's kind of the exactly. "Born in the
1: USA" problem,
2: right? You know, where the it's all major mm-hmm. chords, so it sounds mm-hmm. buoyant, and it's Trixia. about something actually. Quite exactly. tragic and Extremely sad, and not akin to what the lyrics are saying. And the story with this one is that it was born from a place of personal pain for her. She had death in the family. She had suffered a miscarriage before recording this song. And so when she talks about the history and etymology of, of where it came from for her, it was written by Wayne Kirkpatrick and, and Smithing himself, Michael W. Smith. Bitty on the keys. He, he, he got there on the keys. <laughs> but, but it was more about her, I think, making sense of some of her suffering in a auto-fictional sort of way. So the that, emotions I mean, being w- autobiographical, but not the actual events, obviously.
0: It makes you wonder if like that wasn't there, or it makes you think anyway. I don't know if wonder, but like about like, oh, is there a more personal first verse that then they ultimately were just like, well, I don't know. And mm. that, is that going to like, I was going to say, is that going to bum people out? But like, because then it's dealing with the biggest, <laughs> like you said, like most horrible things in recent human history. So it's like, you think that would bum people out a lot too. Yeah. Um, But just like that, you know, that's very tough. And it's understandable that she wouldn't necessarily want to share something like that in this context yeah like
1: maybe format. that was being more respectful like i'm not gonna place what i'm mm-hmm. dealing with like on the history path of that but like i do want to talk about this right you know? that
0: would have been a really <laughs> tough left turn <laughs> yeah. to
1: make yeah um that would have been, been really not cool right.
2: um she talked about some of the background uh in an interview with billboard magazine she said I was pregnant with my first child, Matt, and my grandmother had just died. I was wrestling with facing adult issues. Uh, my ex-husband, Gary, and I had been married five years, which is long enough to have gone through some rough patches. I just realized that life can not be tied up in a neat bow, and I wanted to reflect on that. I think I had done a lot of pom-pom waving <laughs> up until that point because of my real love for Jesus and my love of hearing songs that would build people's faith up. I remember back then just going, you know, life is really messy and there's a lot of heartache. I was more interested in exploring the harder things in life. Now, what she might mean to say is I was interested in exploring the hardest things in life (laughs) imaginable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because,
1: yeah. Amy doesn't start in the kiddie pool. You know, she dives straight into the deep end. (laughs) She does not.
2: (laughs) Lord have mercy.
1: I feel like I kind of know Amy to a degree at this point, you know, between our hours of well, time with she her. She certainly knows us. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, seeing her at the concert. And I, I do feel like, yeah, she's, like, one of those people that just likes to, like, ponder, you know, big things mm-hmm. and just kind of, like, come back with some sort of thought about it. And I'm doing her voice right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I could just see her thinking about that and 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 probably, yeah, like, in that moment being like, I am going through such a hard time and then feeling connected to the people who have gone through really, really hard stuff. And then really understanding maybe for the first time in her life, like how bad that actually was and had to make some music for them and like to honor them almost, you know, like I understand a slice of what you experienced in like the smallest way. So I can only imagine and maybe felt unified with them of like, we have all had a desperate night, you know, or a desperate day, like crying out to whoever's listening, like God or otherwise, like I need help. And so yeah. I'm, yeah. That's my beautiful red bow. I'm putting on this for Amy. <laughs> right. Well, and there's something
2: there's something that bumps up with the idea of progressiveness that doesn't quite get there. Just in the sense that I think for a lot of uh, mainstream pro- mainstream Protestant evangelicals and and Christians, the idea of original sin is very easy to digest and to understand. In a way that the idea of like um you know generational trauma or like owning the sins of the past of like the country and in, in the sense of like what's been done to marginalized communities is like, well, that was then, this is now. Mm. And weirdly this song connects those ideas at the same time that like the sins of like humanity that we are all, you know, in at least with the slavery, I I wasn't I'm not German. Uh, but like, at least those things are connected to this idea of original sin for her, which is again, not quite an idea I believe in, but it does, you know what I'm saying? Like it kind of marries that in Mm -hmm. some way, at least in her conception of it.
0: Also, I think just like from a secular music perspective, like at this time, in fairness to her, it was like, you did have these kind of big arena rock anthems yeah. where it would be like, hey guys, we got to deal with communism. Like that's my German, whatever, it's bad, yeah. it's a terrible, you know what I mean? But Aww, it is a sort of like, we got the winds of change, you right, know, right. Mikhail Gorbachev, you know, or whatever the fuck, like that people were sort of taking on these like big issues in kind of a very ham-handed way mm-hmm. uh, and and sort of going like, that is a place that you can deal with these big issues is in these like big sweeping songs that sort of you feel like they're meeting the moment. It just feels like the exact examples she picked and the exact way they're treated, it is kind of tough, but you also do I think Kevin what you're saying is like um, on an, on another in another way coming at it from another direction. It's kind of like wow, she did like at least pick those things and acknowledge them and include them rather than just being like none of that ever happened. There's no place to acknowledge that stuff. Here It's like she is acknowledging it. She's not going like, and did it re, and was it really, How <laughs> many? you know I mean? She's bad. not like, she's not questioning it. It's <laughs> like, it might be the way that she's dealing with. It might be a little, uh, um, uh, sort of indelicate sure. or something, but it's not necessarily, um, it's not going like it didn't happen or it wasn't bad.
1: I'd yeah. Say she's clearing a low bar by not being a Holocaust <laughs> I'm denier it did DC. Not- <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Well, and it's interesting how we're even like the corrective.
0: I give every, I have my own little pitchfork uh, uh, website where every album, pretty much every album gets 10 out of 10. (laughs)
1: Like, did they deny it? No. They sure didn't. Five stars. Now, unfortunately. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: Oh, no. Where'd he go?
2: And we're back after a slight technical snafu. The thing I was going to say before is that almost the lyrical difference would dictate the genre difference. Because what we were talking about, if the problems were more on a ground level, the woman at the laundromat who's out of quarters or economic anxiety or something like that, what we're describing is kind of a country song. Country music mm. is so predicated upon adult problems. Like I can't Slice pay of off my moments. car. Yeah. Or like, right. They repossess the farm or whatever the
0: case may be. Got a honky tonk badonkadonk. I got
2: a honky tonk badonkadonk that the,
1: the government life. is that repossessing. <laughs> I can't pay rent on my dog. <laughs> oh, <dang. laughs> they raise the rent on
2: my but donk. It's so sad. And we can my all relate house. to it. Everyone let's has go a go dog. go, Brandon. You know, let's go,
3: Brandon. That's let's all. I'll say the
2: about thing that I one. shouted at the Killers concert the other night. Let's go, let's Brandon. Go Brandon. God.
0: <laughs> That's very
2: good. Um, That's very good. But because it is more pop, she blew it out. Maybe
0: mm-hmm.
2: too big, <laughs> too-, <laughs> too
0: right. Incredibly, yes, that makes sense. That incredibly makes sense. big. All
1: countries is what she said. Yeah, <laughs> just country yeah. music. Yeah, in the in the bridge
2: is contemplating like you know, man hurts man time and time again, and we drown in the wake of our power. Somebody tell me why. So it is one of those like why why do good things why do bad things happen why mm-hmm. why is humanity so crooked and twisted It's one of those contemplations without a true solution to it or a pat answer Whereas so much in CCM and praise and worship is here's the problem here's the solution kinda and I guess the chorus is sort of set up as a solution but it is more just almost like a meditation or a coping mechanism rather mm-hmm. than here is right. the absolute like easiest way out of this issue you know
0: yeah and I, I also I will also give her a ton of credit for like I was as I was listening to it over and over again when it's like Literally, what other kind of like obviously it's not pop pop, but like pop style song do you have a chorus where she's where somebody says the awaited deliverance comforts the seeking? You know what I mean? Like it almost feels <laughs> yeah. like a like prog or like like death metal lyric. It's like so uh, yeah, baroque and kind of but <laughs> it works. It just she totally pulls it off. Like it does it doesn't feel like out of place or yeah. or mouthy or anything like that. It feels very like yep that feels like a stadium size hook mm-hmm. uh, that she actually like gets away with. and I think you're also right in that it isn't saying like, gosh, this th-, you know what I mean like it's not it isn't being super prescriptive uh the the chorus. you know it's just it is kind of just asking like, hey, you know, i w- I'm hoping for this awaited deliverance that you've 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 promised or like I believe that that will
1: come. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? And i I like, Um, too,
1: that she asks why. And it's not like, I know why. It's because we're all sinners. You know, it's just (laughs) like, why? Because really, like, that scale of suffering is inexplicable, even if you have a Christian understanding of, like, the fall of man or Mm -hmm. whatever. Like, it's really not enough to explain how bad that was. And so I like that, yeah, not only does she not offer a solution in the positive sense, but she also doesn't offer a solution for why Mm -hmm. such atrocities happen beyond just, like, we are humans and this is what we do to each other. Like, to Kevin's point, like, this has been, we've always done this to each other. We're drunk on power, whatever. We don't, I don't know why anyone would do it.
0: That makes me think, why didn't, why do you guys think she didn't do one or her and her other song, fellow songwriters? Like, why didn't they do one that's literally from the Bible? Because, like, the Bible has so many sort of, like, yeah, literally the Jews being <laughs> driven from did. their, or, you know, like, <laughs> no, like, doing an exodus from their land or, yeah. you know, like what like why didn't why isn't that the first verse or why isn't that one of the verses or you know what i mean like that's what i find that, so interesting yeah
2: well but that's what i find so interesting in some ways because this could ostensibly and maybe they were going for the crossover situation because these are specific to world history and like 20th century right. history well i guess world war 2 but then also like you know Slavery, whatever century, like it's specific to that. And so keeping it in that era of like the last 300 years keeps it more uh, direct or in proximity, whereas the Bible would just be, then that's like a fable again, you know, for some people.
0: Or Mm -hmm. or is it, am I talking myself into a read where the first verse is about like the Jews toiling under like Pharaoh?
2: It could, it, it could be, you're right, yeah.
0: It could be working the clay. I don't know. I'm imagining sort of like we're pushing giant bricks of uh-huh. the, into the pyramids. Or, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't that know made how me much think of, this of is like just like,
1: um, like the red clay of what is it, Georgia? Or, um, mm-hmm. or there's yeah, a state in the yeah, south that, that has sense. clay specifically. But yeah. Um, Look, I'm trying. Could I'm be. Trying. It could be. <laughs> I'm like I'm, I'm sure she has done something about that. But I'm actually glad she didn't. I think it's more interesting to talk about things mm-hmm. that are actually like people people we know have lived through these things, you know? And that's more present to like what is painful to think about versus the Bible, which is so... It's been so metastasized. What's the word I'm looking for? Metastasized.
0: Metastasized. Metabolized.
1: Metabolized. I think that's what it is. Metabolized. And now we
0: just started a like super conscious like we're, we are two lines deep into like a super conscious rap freestyle. <laughs>
1: metastasized.
0: Metabolized. Metabolized. Yeah.
1: Met Met Mentalist. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> the Mentalist, starring what's, that what's that his guy. name? Yeah, I love when they remix the theme song Some in season yeah. five.
1: <laughs> that. Metastasized. That was the biggest M word I could think of. <laughs> (laughs) Um, But anyway, yeah, like that would be, it would be, feel really rote to talk about like the slaves of the Bible, the Jewish slaves versus what's happened to us recently. Yeah,
0: even when I was trying to think of like what example I was even thinking of, I'm finding myself just imagining like Ben-Hur or something. Like I'm imagining just like a 50s like sword (laughs) and sandal epic starring Charlton, the Ten Uh Commandments, I guess. Which I I
1: mean, if anyone could make that feel alive again, it would be the fresh... Uh, perspective of Amy Grant.
0: (laughs) AG. And I will say this, completely 180, one other thing that I learned in my Wikipedia reading Amy Grant's Wikipedia page, which I mostly enjoyed and I thought she's an interesting person where she got like penalized for being too pop when she was a primarily Christian artist and then getting penalized for being going fully pop. And like, it just feels like Mm -hmm. she can't, she's obviously super successful, but also like she's somebody artistically that can never quite find the right fit or she can she can maybe be artistically yeah, fulfilled but like other people kind of want to put her, her. Yeah, exactly uh-huh. which i thought was really cool i also enjoyed reading as a capital f father of of capital o capital d daughter The o has to um, be
1: capitalized that's important
0: <laughs> exactly i liked learning that baby baby the amy grant song yeah. that i was primarily most familiar with is actually about
3: for a baby, for a baby. Yeah. A, Isn't that, not that was adorable?
0: so sweet to me well and it's going to become part of my now two-song litany of uh, th- when I'm at a party and I don't have anything else to tell people, can tell people that uh, Closing Time, the Semisonic song, is about that guy's baby being delivered.
1: It is? And
0: now I can jo- ba- Baby Baby can join that. It is, yeah.
2: Yeah, there's a great episode of Sonic <laughs> Exploder with Semisonic where they talk about that in depth.
0: It's about his his kid being born. Mm-hmm.
1: It's very sweet for both of them. It does give me a slight ick feeling of like, oh, I really thought that was a romantic song and that oh, is for totally. Sure and I think those, I think
0: those people were like, if I think if either songwriter got told like, um, would you like to give back all of the money that is specifically <laughs> from people not knowing that and thinking it was something else? I'm sure they would be like, yeah, no, I'm clearly like yeah. playing on multiple levels here. It's uh, also funny. Yeah, to- no, that's why there's this, you won't, yeah. Uh, Uh, This room won't be open until your brother and your sisters come. Line like doesn't actually make any sense. Ending just the bars closing context.
1: (laughs) The original Um, title was Yeah, that's my
0: big karaoke fact. (laughs) The original title was Muppet Babies. We make our dreams come true. (laughs) Muppet
1: Muppet Babies. Wait, DC, do you have any certain songs you sing to your baby?
0: Oh, I do. I should just. I have a playlist of them on Spotify. Like ones you sing we'll to up. her. Like, maybe um, Rainbow Connection is a big one. Oh yeah, that's like that's a. Great. But that's also a little bit like you can feel some days where she's like, Dad, we don't need all three verses of the fucking Paul Williams <laughs> uh, song <laughs> before so showing off. Um, and then. Uh, and then it also makes you be like Kermit the frog was a good singer. Like when you try to like hit some it's like He's got, range. Da, da, he's
1: da, got a range. I'm
0: just like I can't get there. Um uh is a sweetie one. Twinkle twinkle little star, never hurt anybody, you Always know. Good. You can you can kind of make that one your own. Um <laughs> you what are other good ones? Oh, a bunch from The Music Man. I was I was <gasps> Really? raised in a real like the music man household yeah love so there's that. a couple good ones in there there were bells um, on the hill until there was you yeah that's a good, you a good baby song one. that could be reformatted um, to that right? good night my there's a there's a song that Mary <gasps> and the librarian sings in it that's called oh. good night my someone I think is what it's called that's
3: it's beautiful
0: her saying like I don't know who I'm saying a night to because I don't yeah. know who my love is yet but I'm going to meet them but it's just a good it's a solid lullaby anyway gets the job done
1: perfect
2: I just oh, had this image of you screaming at your child right here in river City. <laughs> She's like <trying laughs> I,
0: I know way too, yeah. <laughs> Gracious.
2: Anything else we want to say about this song before we rate it? Get it out of here.
0: Put it in heaven I was or hell. just thinking, why, didn't, why isn't the first verse of the Amy Grant song like, A man comes to town selling marching bands, but does the band exist? Yeah.
2: It is about the music man being the the <laughs> ultimate apex of humanity's failure. <laughs> <laughs> it's inhumanity. Okay, well let's rate it the way this works. DC, we'll give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Holy toast, which is a thumbs up, we send this song all the way to heaven. Come on, let's go. Oh, that's not it. There we go. Come on, let's go to heaven. Come on, let's go to heaven. That is holy <laughs> roast is a thumbs down. That's when we send it. Or if we're not sure, we can t- put it into purgatory, which is… The
1: space between... mm.
2: Caroline, we'll start with you.
1: Um, Man, the more we talked about this song, the more it puts it in toast category. But the thing that sent me over the edge was the commemorative remake of this song. Where she did add a new verse. It was like… They were she two did? towers strong on a fall Wait a minute! Day. Wait! Whoa! Whoa!
0: Whoa! 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 When a
1: plane came through the sky. No, I'm making this oh, up.
0: <laughs> no! But I did see on her Wikipedia page a big a song of hers was like a big 9/11 commemorative song, like oh, on radio. Oh,
1: wow, baby! I don't baby. know tower, which song, tower. but
0: I... it was Tower Tower.
1: <laughs> no. God, yeah. No. Cheepers, creepers. <laughs> that was terrible. I didn't do really no wait, wait, have we talked about her 9-11 song before? No, well I well, let's just That's like GCF It's weird though. That, we, right that we wouldn't just like
2: Google Amy Grant 911. I will remember you. I also I have to say
0: ta- while we're still doing straight Amy Grant sure. stuff while we're looking that up. Um tur- uh I didn't realize it was an Amy Grant song, but um was oh take a little time is like a when I worked in a grocery store. That's like a grocery store classic. Take a little time. It takes you a little that, time. A target, sometimes. That is like a target <laughs> banger.
1: Oh yeah. That would make me buy. Bye, bye, bye. When I hear that song. And it sounds like
2: they would play it in the
1: ad. Like, take oh, a little yeah, time to
2: get mm. linens 90% off
1: or whatever they said <laughs> 90%. <laughs> yeah, take a deal. sale. Back to Marshalls, uh, Kevin.
0: Target's what the going hell are we out doing? of business?
2: Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a bad
2: decision. Target, what's model. wrong?
0: <laughs> Target, babe, what's wrong? You've barely touched your popcorn from the front of the store.
2: Flat screen TV's 98% <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Oh, no, Target. That can't be worth it to them <laughs> to even make the sale. Um, can we
0: get a wellness check on Target? <laughs>
1: Sorry, going through a dip?
0: Gracious. Oh, no.
1: I'd be a sad day when Target closes mm, forever. It won't. I hope not. I hope not either. Oh, Wait. Toast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you, you forgot that you I'm were in the middle of your radio. <laughs> All
0: right, Toast from Caroline, we turn to DC. Um, last stray thing. I'll, I'll fit in here because it won't fit anywhere else. I was just remembering, and I'm sure I mentioned this on the first episode too, but our, uh, the semi-sonic um, closing time thing made me think that of Haley's, at Haley's Church... Uh, when she was growing up, they had a band called The Disciples in Denim. Hell yeah! And they sang sang a version of Closing Time, where the <laughs> refrain went, "I know that the Lord will take me home
1: oh, uh, <laughs> to to to
0: death? heaven, to heaven. <laughs> or, I think so. Yeah, I think probably to the place where the river runs into your keeping, and <laughs> oh, the no. uh, souls await their the redeeming or whatever." Of Denim? Um De- "I will give D- this D- song for for both." the disciple of it and the denim of it are really at play you know the sort of the <laughs> lyrical perhaps overambitiousness perhaps you know the 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 way that it it the subjects you know i don't know that it, it could be described as potentially being clumsily handled at best yes. but also i respect the, the thematic ambition of it and the musicality of it, and it just all—it swirls around to put it squarely in Purgatory for me.
1: Wow. Purgatory, okay. It goes into the space between. Needs a little more time. And it takes a little time. I think on what it did. Uh,
2: so, so, similar to DC's experience of listening to this, I remember first listening to this when we first started doing our show five years ago. Which, happy five-year anniversary. We just blew <gasps> past that. Oh had five. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's amazing! Oh my gosh! Been at it for half a decade now, which is oh my god, Whoa. insane. As, that is about. only insane. somebody
0: with a defunct podcast can fully understand the way yeah. I do. What an achievement the that is. That, of is! that is amazing <laughs> for all listeners to understand the consistency. The, the, the achievement of that is really incredible. Yeah, thank you. you, guys. That's thank awesome. you, thanks,
3: DC. I, I could
2: be here. We were. I, I was getting into the discography, like, ooh, what would be interesting? I remember listening to this song on a run around Pasadena proper, going down Orange Grove. And of course, listening to him, I'm like, ooh, what a pump up. And lead me on was such a a broad, (laughs) sweeping, general, Mm -hmm. uplifting sort of phrase. And it wasn't until like three or four years later looking at it that I was like, oh yeah, this is what this is about. So (laughs) it was the same gotcha. You
1: You thought it was a Mm pom-pom song.
2: Yeah, I, w- I was attracted to pom poms. And what's so funny is to put it in in context of her career where it's like her last album was that album we did with Zach Reno a couple years ago, Unguarded. Then it was this and then it's Baby Baby. So this is the lead single from this album. Mm. And then Baby Baby is next. It's such a not a correction, but it's such a response really to different. what came before, you know?
0: And it did make me realizing that it made me wonder like, oh, before I really listened to the song, I was like, oh, is the lead me on thing kind of a winky like you might think this isn't going to be Christian because it's got like a pretty girl on the cover and it says lead me on and (laughs) whatever. And you're going to think it's about kind of like, as Kevin was alluding to earlier, like romantically sort of like my dating um, life, you know, whatever. And then this i was like so maybe that will be what the song kind of is doing and then it will be like praise music and that will sort of be like layered in there and it just fully isn't it's not playing with that oh, whatsoever right. it's a completely different <laughs> type of song completely different context and we yeah it yeah it's uh it's it's not that at all
2: and it's a toast for me despite everything that we've talked wow. about i i still appreciate the the aim and the trajectory, even though if it, it feels like maybe she could use a scalpel and she used a sledgehammer in terms of, <laughs> of uh, imagery, I don't. I don't think any any of it was done too disrespectful. I could be wrong. Someone could correct me on that. But I felt like the aim of it was at least the intention was good. Michael W. Smith talked about how this is the proudest he's ever been of a song he's co-written in one interview wow. he's like I'm the, I'm the most really? proud of this song yeah 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 so he sends vital Smitty so yeah that's it two toasts in a space between from the GCF podcast and now we bring it down we bring it down to a more worshipful space DC we got the synthesizers playing the lights are down maybe we're about to sing to our child uh, some sort of lullaby And we're not here to promote ourselves or to plug our projects. We're here to lift them up to the Lord. And maybe something we're also enjoying in secular culture, the best last thing that we watched or read or listened to or saw. And we start, as per usual, with Caroline.
1: Mm. Always be listening to me at Caroline's Farts. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Mm. even. Um, I'm going to lift up something I will never stop talking about. It's Selling the OC. It's back, baby. It's on Netflix. It's unbelievable. Ah. It's so good. If you like Selling Sunset, it's so much, it's so much more. DC, you are your in your head like you've watched it? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God.
0: I know Chrishell. I know the whole oh. the team.
1: Chrishell, call me G Flip because I'm obsessed yeah. with Chrishell. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if, you're, if you've are if you been waiting on it, don't anymore. Get in there. I was, like, shaking. I was so excited. First episode in, so it's very oh, yeah. Good time. Selling. There's three Alexandras in the show.
2: Three Alexandras? <laughs> in the cast. Yes. That's, like, their version of Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs>
1: <That's>, yeah. It's <laughs> not even the weirdest thing about it. So
0: Sold. enjoy.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> All
0: right. Thanks, Caroline. We turn to DC. Um, first off, I just realized, I think I said... The Oppenheimer Group, which would be combining uh, the Christopher no- forthcoming Christopher Nolan movie about the guy that invented <laughs> <laughs> the atomic bomb That's with, right uh, yeah, the, Oppen- <laughs> the real estate company from Selling Sunset. That's
1: a tweet right there. Uh, so
0: nobody steal that this dumb tweet from me. This. We yeah. it. Yeah. And we you can look it. forward to a dumb tweet about that <laughs> on twitter.com slash DC Pearson. Um, and then I finally, after years of procrastinating, made a dreaded personal website so if you need more information about me go to dcpearson.com to find out more about books i've written tweets i've done all kinds of stuff my acting reel cast me in Stuff. Please. Um, and that's it. Though I like to lift those things up. And then a thing I'm enjoying in secular culture or just enjoyed last night, uh, not that it needs the help of the recommendation, but it does feel thematic in terms of something that swings for the fences in a huge way, has massive flaws, but I really still came out like rooting for and enjoying it. The movie Elvis. Oh was on HBO yeah! HBO Max, the Boslerman uh, Elvis movie. The kid who plays Elvis, I like him. I think he's we're good. Just and there's a lot of genuinely enjoyable scenes. here
1: on the podcast. We're yeah, exactly. And
0: then if you want to, Two
1: snowmen and One Shum, none of bad you
0: are, Tom Hanks as Griffin Newman as Watto. That's right. As Colonel tur- right. Tom Earl Parker. Parker. <laughs> but that's not an exaggeration. That's in right. fairness to by yeah, by That's by Not you. an exaggeration whatsoever. <laughs> My Big brother and I. I was
2: I was watching that movie myself also last night. It's so nice to think we sleep underneath the same stars and under the same Buzz Lerman, you know, epic musical movie as well.
0: Did they get the shots, the flying uh, CGI shots of that one? Vegas Hotel at Costco, like they had a whole palette of those shots that they just put into every part of the movie or like flying in and out of this one Yeah, it uh, felt hotel. like
2: I just got a strike at a bowling alley and that was the footage yeah. that plays. It, it truly did feel like that. But oh, funny. I got on it. bulk What a trip. This is a Pro office podcast. Thank you, DC. Sure. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. I'm going to lift up a freaking curveball for me. Uh, one of those shows I've, I've watched exclusively... Like on planes Uh, Life and Beth The Amy Schumer TV show Oh it was good I think is pretty great Wow It is sort of a uh, I think the Vulture line of it It's like a prestige take on a Hallmark movie In a good way which is the girl comes back to the town and falls in love with the kind of like may salt of the earth guy Michael Sarah Michael Sarah oh, okay. as her I, love interest Michael who's, Sarah. who's sort of playing a, a version of Amy Schumer's real life partner who is a man on the autism spectrum and, and Michael Sarah
0: plays him that way as well
2: it's really good performance and and she's she's a good actor on it it's, she's good yeah Amy Schumer's good she's I'm a full, really good I'm a
0: full Schumer Schumer head. Yeah,
2: I'm Schumer Pilled. It's awesome.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Schumer Pilled from way back.
2: I mean, the opening scene of the show is her with Berlant and Early doing a little thing. So, uh, like, it's so it's very well cast out Cold. and, you know, very Did good. Did you
1: guys know that she was on the Kardashians show this recent season that came out? There's a whole storyline of Amy and Kim at Amy's house working on her SNL monologue well. together. <laughs> There's a whole scene of that. And Amy giving her all these tips, which Kim takes none of them (laughs) ultimately in the monologue, which is kind of amazing. I thought you
0: meant that it was Kim pitching jokes for Amy Schumer's SMA monologue, which I also (laughs) would like to see.
1: No, it's not the way you thought it would be. It's
2: so funny because Schumer, like, I do think she's funny, but it is also a rich person's first love. Like, who's funny? Who's like the funniest? Mm, Who's the funny person I know? Yeah, exactly. uh You can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. You can go to patreon.com slash Fun for more good Christian fun. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. This month's charity, once again, is every time for gun safety. D.C. That's awesome. D.C. Pearson.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for doing the show, Thank you for having me. This was so fun. And I'll see you guys in 2025. Yeah. That sounds weird to say. That'll be nice. We'll have a new president. Hopefully, fingers crossed. A uh, new kind
1: of alcohol, uh, I hope too. A
2: new kind of seltzer.
0: (laughs) And and it's cool. It's like different. Just like different landmasses in North America will have different presidents at that time, and we yeah, don't know how many there will be. Have, but in like Central North America, there will be one or more or less presidents. <laughs> maybe two and presidents that's so at one. Cool.
2: And that's great. And we love that the kind of pluralism we love we're that all about us, on yeah. the show. And there's nothing left to say <laughs> except
1: for, okay, okay I love, love you, Emma. I think I love oh, you. Oh, I said I love oh, you, Emma. Kevin. <laughs> I love you. Thank you, Emma. Thank you, Emma. Amen. Amen.
2: And we're going to go out with the um, with the Target classic uh, mentioned before. Takes a little time.
1: I think we should just combine it to I love you Emma. I love you Amen.
0: It's a good message, everybody. Listen up. It's got a good,
1: good 96% message. 96% off all denim in the
2: store now. <laughs> Everything must go. No.
3: <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>